Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. All my returning listeners, welcome back to the show. You guys are the best, you know that. For my new listeners, welcome. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, Disney World Today is my name across all platforms. You can find my links, my link tree in my uh, Instagram and TikTok profiles. Going to try to build up those. You know, I've talked about it in the past, trying to trying to get some more followers. My goal is to get to 10,000 followers. That would be pretty cool. YouTube. Uh, my goal right now, I think it should be just to get to like 50 followers. I don't really have any followers on YouTube, um, but I don't really post as much on there, but going to definitely try to do more in the future. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, check it out. It's available everywhere. We talked about the D23 convention. That's right. Disney's big convention where they announce everything that's coming, all their projects, you know, movies, TV shows, Disney Plus, the parks, everything like that. Definitely would be amazing to see that in person one day, but we spent last week's episode kind of diving into all of those, and, you know, we talked the Disney Plus show, some of the Disney movies that were announced, you know, the Disney Park news, obviously, as well. Thinking back to it, man, I'm really, really excited for the Haunted Mansion movie. Um, That's one of the bigger ones, you know, I'm a huge Marvel fan, I'm a huge Marvel nerd, a lot of the Marvel stuff I'm just kind of down on right now. There's a little bit of a burnout effect going on. Like, ever since Endgame, it's just, you know, it's not the same. Uh, so I was more excited about, like, the Disney news. You know, the the Haunted Mansion movie I'm really excited for. Hocus Pocus 2. I hope it's good. Uh, I'm excited to watch that just to kind of get us into the Halloween mood. You know, and then we had all the Disney park news. The Disney World park news. Um, a lot of it, they were just... They were just kind of teasing us, you know. I got to be honest. They they didn't want to officially announce a lot of stuff. They love to hint. They love to, you know, tease us with ideas. You know, they talked about expanding the Magic Kingdom and adding on, you know, kind of like behind Frontierland, behind Thunder Mountain. They talked about like uh, something with Coco and Encanto and uh, a villains theme land. You know, they talked about expansion and uh, kind of redoing things at Animal Kingdom and getting rid of Dino Land USA and building a Zootopia Land. That one, I think, is probably going to happen, or at least it's probably more likely to happen. Um, you can see they're kind of getting away from all the original ideas. You know, Dino Land is... You know, it started when they got rid of um, Primeval World, you know, the the Dinorama area over there, the Carnival area. It's always kind of empty. It was always just kind of felt like a filler. Um, and so, you know, as we know, Disney loves to put characters and movies into parks and rides now. Dinoland USA is not based off of a movie. It's not based off of a character. Zootopia is. And that's <laughs> that's the main reason why I think that one's going to happen. You know, they love, uh, they love putting their IP 
everywhere they can. So that one would not shock me. Um, you know, the Magic Kingdom stuff is interesting. You know, where they, like I said, they talked about Coco and Kanto and, and villains. I don't know how they fit all of that in there. Like, what's the theme there? Is it just, it's kind of seems like three random things thrown in. Um, you know, why not just build another park? That's a whole, that's a whole separate episode I can't wait to do, but that's last week's episode pretty much talking about D23. I dove into all of that. Uh, if you want to hear that, it's available everywhere. Now, moving on to this week's episode, I got to give a shout out to AG LaFrance 16 on Instagram. He gave me this idea. We're talking about vintage Disney planning videos and also the Disney planning books, the Disney guides. Uh, the planning videos, if you remember, they would send them to you to your house for free. At first, it was a VHS. Later, it became DVDs. Now, I'm not sure if they still even do them, but the, the VHS and the DVDs, those have a special place in my heart. I loved getting those. I wish I saved more of them um, so I could kind of go back and watch now. But luckily, I was able to find some of them on YouTube. So we're going to dive into that today. Had to give a shout out. Um, I think I also, I forgot to plug... Um, if you're listening to this, if you can hit that subscribe button, uh, leave a rating, leave a review. You can leave ratings on Spotify now. It's super easy. You can't write reviews yet on Spotify, but you can if you're listening on your iPhone. Head to the uh, the podcast app, search up my name, kind of bring you to my page, and there you can write me a review. And if you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. All right, that's all I got. Let's get right into it. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So like I said, this week's episode, we're talking Disney vacation planning videos, those VHS tapes, those DVDs. If you guys, if you're younger, if you, I hope you remember DVDs, you might not remember VHS tapes, but Disney would send them to you so you could watch them and get excited about your next trip, you know? And for me as a kid, I absolutely love them. And, uh, you know, for Disney, I, I, they were free, um, I don't remember how we used to get them, like, really, like, early on. I know later on with the DVDs, you could just go to their website and just ask for one, and they would send it to your house. But the VHS tapes, I don't remember how they would do that, but I remember my aunt would get one, or, uh, you know, my parents would get one, but I remember my aunt would always get them first. Um, And she would bring it over to my grandma's house, and we would all watch it there together. Like, I've talked about it a lot on here. I would go to Disney... Uh, with my entire family, there'd be nine of us, my parents, my sister, my aunt, my two cousins, and my grandma and grandpa, like, that's my family on my dad's side, like, we have a small family, that's it, that's all there is of us, Uh, so growing up, like, we spent a lot of time together, like, we would spend a lot of time at grandma's house, we all grew up in the same town, we all lived five minutes from each other, so I remember Saturday nights, going over to grandma's house, we'd rent a movie or play video games, uh, but that one time a year when, uh, when auntie would get the, the, the Disney vacation, you know, planning video, we'd all sit around the TV and we would watch it and it would get you so excited, you know, for your upcoming trip. And it was a perfect plan by Disney. You know, we were going to Disney every year, no matter what, but not everyone was like that. 
So they'd send out these videos and it was pretty much, hey, we know you went to Disney last year and maybe you're not thinking about coming back, but look what you'll be missing out on. Look what's new at the parks this year. This is why you have to come back because there's so much more to do. There's something new. And, you know, back then, you know, I'm a 90s kid growing up in the 90s. Um, it kind of felt like there was something new every day. And, you know, I think a part of that, too, is back then, you know, there was no Twitter. There was no YouTube. You know, the Internet wasn't like it is now, especially in the early 90s, mid 90s. Like I, we didn't even have the Internet yet. So how would you know if there was a new, you know, they were building a new roller coaster, a new attraction, a new show? You didn't. You know, unless you physically saw them building it the year before, you had no idea. So, you know, we'd sit down in front of the TV and pop in this VHS tape and get, you know, super excited about, oh my God, they're building a new attraction. Like, that would that would make you want to go back. And it was amazing. It was an amazing feeling. You know, I have a lot of emotional attachment, obviously, to these videos, um, you know, the videos more than the books because, you know, the books after a couple trips, like you didn't really need the books anymore. Um, you know, the book was good for like your first, your first or second visit. Uh, but the videos actually sitting there and watching them and, you know, it wasn't just a boring informational video. They would, you know, add in, uh, you know, characters and, you know, interviews with guests walking around the park. And I remember going there and like hoping that they would interview us and I could be in one of those videos. So, they're a lot of fun, and for for this uh, episode of the podcast, I'm going to be adding in some of the audio from some of these videos. Uh, now, I know it's not the same as being able to see it, um, but, you know, to be honest, it's going to be tough to talk strictly about the, the videos and the books for, you know, a 40-minute podcast episode, so I figure throwing some audio can fill some time, and uh, you can hear, you know, some of these... Um, some of these old retro, you know, planning videos. And I'll talk about which ones we're going to hear first and what we're going to be, you know, listening to. I have a few picked out. Like I said, I've, I found them on YouTube. Um, so, I, I, man, I really do wish I kept most of them. We were cleaning out my uh, some of my grandpa's things after he passed away. And uh, I found a planning, Disney planning VHS uh, for the 25th anniversary. And on the cover of the VHS, of course, is the castle cake. So, what what a rush of uh, nostalgia for me. So we're going to talk about all of those and kind of kind of just cover basically everything about the the travel videos and the books as well. This first clip we're about to listen to this is from the official 1996 Walt Disney World travel planning video. VHS tape wish I wish I could pop this into my VCR right now, but uh we'll talk about what we just listened to in a few minutes. Welcome to our magical tour of the world's number one family vacation destination, Walt Disney World. It's 46 square miles of Disney fun in Central Florida, where the sun smiles down year-round. You're about to explore the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and the Disney MGM Studios. Dive into three incredible Disney water parks. Discover a wonderful world of beaches, recreation, and entertainment. Plus, check into a vast selection of Disney resorts that cater to every fantasy and pocketbook. There's a world of excitement here for every member of your family, and you'll want to plan ahead to make the most of it. 
With this video, you can pick and choose what you want to see and do as you go. Then, you can refer to the accompanying planning booklet for vacation package plans, resort hotel prices, and all the necessary details. This video is the start of your vacation dream come true. Describing all of Walt Disney World is a big, big challenge. The people who do it best are our guests. People like you from all over the world. Moms, dads, and kids who are enjoying the vacation of their dreams and making magical memories that will last a lifetime. I like the magic in Disney World. Anything's possible here. We've been here four years in a row, so we like it. Yep. Let's go first to the Magic Kingdom. The Magic Kingdom Fund begins on Main Street, USA and spreads from there through six more lands of pure fantasy and fun for kids of all ages, even parents. Adventureland takes you from the wildest jungles of Africa to the rowdiest town of the Caribbean. Frontierland features a whole range of excitement. From the runaway mine train on Big Thunder Mountain to the five-story drop on the incredible Splash Mountain. I left my heart up at the top of the thing. It was great. Liberty Square is where all the nation's leaders throughout history come to life for an amazing debate. Next door in the Haunted Mansion, some 999 spirited ghosts scare up their own version of history. There's chains and doors knocking and weird, lots and lots of weird noises. And we're going into the tunnel and the guy jumped out and got right in my face. Fantasyland is where your children get to share hugs with the storybook characters of their dreams. Mickey, Minnie, Cinderella, Snow White, Goofy, Donald Duck, Pinocchio, Winnie the Pooh, and Tigger too. Even The Lion King, one of Disney's most popular movie greats, has a starring role here in a bigger-than-life stage spectacular. Fantasyland is where Dumbo actually flies. The Mad Hatter holds his tea party. And hundreds of dolls from around the world sing in unison. The new Tomorrowland is filled with countless amazing adventures. Here, you'll rocket to the edges of the galaxy and strap yourself into the most out-of-this-world thrill of the century, Space Mountain. Then, hop aboard a time machine and travel a million years through the ages and come face-to-face -face with your worst nightmare at Alien Encounter. Did you hear that? Mickey Starland is a cartoon town where the kids would be perfectly happy to stay and play all day with Disney's lovable cast of characters. Oh, they were really thrilled that he came up and he shook their hand and they ruffled their hair and signed the autograph books and hugged them all and my daughter cried. So we just listened to the, uh, a clip from the 1996 travel video and wow, um, if you guys get a chance, just search it up on YouTube, just type in, you know, Walt Disney World, uh, travel you know planning dvd something like that 1996 it'll pop up and just seeing like just the magic kingdom uh you know in 1996 really does bring me back i i really wish i could experience that again you know at an at an older older age like an age where i could actually remember and appreciate everything because the first thing i noticed uh while watching this there's a lot you know trust me um there was a lot to to notice but 
the Magic Kingdom just seemed, I don't know, it just seemed so much more open. Now, you know, when they filmed this, I don't know when they filmed this. No, it's not an empty park, so it's not like they closed the park down to film this. Uh, but it definitely doesn't look as crazy crowded. Um, you know, there's a good chance that they filmed, you know, this um, infomercial pretty much um, you know, at one of Disney's kind of down times, like their down periods, which, you know, honestly, we don't really get anymore. Um, you know, back in the day, back in the 90s, like you could go like, you know, after Christmas, um, you know, September early September when kids are back in school, like, or, or, you know, kind of around like that Thanksgiving time, there were certain times, um, you could go to Disney, it would be empty because, you know, families were gone and, you know, all the families are either, you know, staying home for the holidays or the kids are back in school and they don't want to take off work. So that was like one of the first things I noticed was just how open the magic kingdom was. And I, you know, honestly, how different it looks, you know, old main street and, you know, the castle before they kind of added on like the, the the lawn there on the side and the extra pillars on the sides and you know as you can kind of hear if you listen to the whole thing you know they kind of start to just kind of take you land by land you know a breakdown of you know the magic kingdom like they start off in frontierland they talk about thunder mountain and splash mountain you know they talk about adventureland and obviously the jungle cruise which has always been a staple of walt disney world and disney in general like that's you know that's a ride that you know, casual fans kind of know of. It's, you know, one of the original ones at Disneyland. So, you know, they got to promote Jungle Cruise and, um, you know, Fantasyland. And they start to talk about at the end there, um, you know, with uh, uh, Mickey's Toontown, which was, it went through a bunch of name changes, but it's it's always been Mickey's Toontown Fair to me. I think it was, you know, Mickey's Birthday Land for a little bit. But seeing that one really brings, you know, the nostalgia because that's the one that was probably my favorite for a while when I was a kid. And, um, you know, if you watch the video too, you see Roger Rabbit in the Magic Kingdom, which, wow, like, imagine seeing Roger Rabbit at the Magic Kingdom. Like, maybe you would see him at Hollywood Studios, but at the Magic Kingdom, that's uh, that's definitely pretty rare. They also uh, mentioned The Lion King. Uh, this was 96, so I think The Lion King came out in 1995, if I'm not mistaken, 94, 95, something like that. Uh, so they're definitely promoting that one. And they, uh, the Magic Kingdom actually used to have a Lion King show there. It was like a stage show with, um, I think, I guess they were like puppets, Lion King puppets. Um, wasn't there for that long, obviously. Um, and I think it was where um, Mickey's Philhar Magic currently is. And this is a ride that I have zero recollection of ever seeing. It's just one I know from like YouTube and doing research and stuff. But as you can tell by, you know, them promoting it, obviously this is right after the Lion King movie came out, which was a huge success in box office and with kids and fans and merchandise. So uh, definitely had to promote the uh, the Lion King in there as well. Um, looking at the, the video too of the clip I posted, uh, they show a scene with uh, Dumbo. They mentioned Dumbo, the flying elephant, like that attraction. That's, again, that's one of those just iconic attractions. For some reason, when I think of, like, 90s Disney, like, I always picture, you know, Dumbo. And I think it was used a lot in commercials and and, and uh, advertising. You would see, like, a family, you know, in one of the Dumbo uh, cars, you know, with Mickey ears on, with the castle in the background. And just to see that, it, uh, it reminded me, first of all, it reminded me of, like, Boy Meets World. Um, or Full House, or you know, all the all the '90s shows that would 
have an episode at Disney, but just seeing it like that brought back some nostalgia too. Um, and then they kind of talk about Tomorrowland, which is cool because in the video, when they mentioned Space Mountain, they show a tiny clip of people on Space Mountain and the cars are different. It's not the, the single rider, you know, one, two, three, kind of all in a line as you ride it now. It was like two people per car and three cars, which was uh, interesting to see because I never wrote it like that. And um, I'm pretty sure, sh- I mean, unless they used like the wrong footage, like from Disneyland, uh, I don't know when they when they switched that over. But that was kind of interesting uh, to see as well. And then, like I mentioned uh, at the end, they kind of start to talk about Mickey's Toontown, which was Mickey's Starland. Um, and the the biggest takeaway from this is you get to you got to go inside Mickey's house, Mickey and Minnie's house. So love to see that. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much the end of that clip. Like I said, if you if you want, I really suggest uh, going on to YouTube and checking it out. Moving on to this next clip I'm about to uh, post here. This one is a special one because this one I have vivid memories of. So like I mentioned, you know, Saturday night we go by Grandma's house. My whole family's there. My cousins, my aunt. My aunt brings over the new Disney uh, planning video for that year, the VHS and there's a surprise at the end of it. We don't know what that is. So we watch the entire video. We're excited. We're pumped up. And I think, I think in, the, in the beginning, they teased like, hey, stick around to the end for a special sneak peek of something that's coming. So we get to the end and we find out that Disney is building a fourth park animal kingdom. Now put yourself in my shoes uh, or... You know, pretend like you're back in 1996 if you're old enough. And I was six years old, seven years old, whenever, you know, whenever we watched the video. And you find out that your favorite place in the world is getting another park. You know, to us, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, MGM Studios, that was Disney to us. Um, You know, even for the most part, it was mostly like Magic Kingdom and Epcot. I remember going to the most, but you know, we were a little older, you know, we went to MGM. Now all of a sudden here's this fourth park that surprised Disney's building. Like that will never happen again. And I can't stress that enough. Like that moment of excitement will never, you know, be experienced again. You know, Disney built and announced a fourth park and for me as a six-year-old, seven-year-old, whenever it was, I had no idea. My family didn't really have an idea. You know, when we were there, you know, the previous year, they were probably building it. And maybe you hear rumors and stuff from like cast members or people around. But unless you drove, you know, around the property, you know, around like where Animal Kingdom was being built, you didn't know what was going on. And even if you did just see construction... You know, it could have been them building. No one was really thinking a fourth park. Um, you know, if you're a local, and I'm sure it was in the news and stuff like that. But for us as, you know, living in Chicago, you know, living our lives up here, we didn't know. So to sit down, grandma's house, Saturday night, as a kid with my family, we're watching this video. To find out that way that they were building a fourth park that was going to be open, absolutely insane. I wish I could relive that the pure excitement, the curiosity, you know, we, we knew it was going to be animal themed based on like the, the commercial, you know, based on the sneak peek, but you don't know what to expect. You know, you kind of see animals and stuff. You think uh, maybe they're just building a zoo, 
you know, maybe it's going to be just a zoo and you kind of walk around. Maybe it's not going to have rides. Maybe, you know, so you, you really don't know what to expect. And that will never happen again. I It's one of those random, vivid memories that I have. Um, I remember finding out about Animal Kingdom that way. So I felt it was only right to uh, post a clip of, I don't know if this is the exact uh, commercial or sneak peek, but it's close. So enjoy. Take a listen to this, uh, the announcement and uh, kind of preview of Animal Kingdom. First came the Magic Kingdom, then Epcot, then Disney MGM Studios, and now... Introducing the most adventurous Walt Disney World theme park ever. Disney's Animal Kingdom. The imagination of Disney gone wild. Wow, what a way to uh, introduce Animal Kingdom to the world. Um, you know, they start off with the uh, the music from The Lion King, definitely playing up the, the fact that, hey, this is going to be centered around animals and wildlife. And that's why at first, like, people didn't really know what to expect. And that's why, you know, Disney had to run a campaign basically saying that the Animal Kingdom was not a zoo. Um, like a play on words there because they didn't want people to think it was a zoo. You know, it's not your normal amusement park. It's not a normal zoo. It's kind of a combination. Um, so cool to hear that. Cool to see that. Uh, that's available on YouTube as well. If you just type in uh, Animal Kingdom uh, announcement commercial or something like that, it would pop up. But imagine like like me, like being a kid and seeing that for the first time, you know, knowing that the next time you go to Disney, there's going to be a fourth park that you know nothing about. So pretty excited uh, as a kid and uh, just kind of watching it and, and hearing it back gets me excited too. And for the last clip I have for you guys today, we're moving on to the new millennium. We're going to 2005. Now, I wanted to choose this one. Like, I chose 1996 because that's, like, when I think of Disney, like, 96-ish is, like, my childhood. I was, you know, still young enough to be a kid in the 90s going to Disney, um, but, you know, not really old enough to um, kind of remember and appreciate everything now. You know, 2005, I'm 15. Uh, I'm older. I'm cooler. Well, I thought I was cooler, um, you know, and the Disney vacations have just changed. Uh, our Disney vacations went from nine of us all going, my entire family, to just the four of us, my sister and my parents. Um, and it was, it was a different experience, different vacation. You know, I'm older, but the, my, my parents tried to, you know, um, uh, make, the, make the Disney vacation still fun and cool to a now teenager, which I'm sure is something uh, some of you guys can relate to. Now, I, I always loved Disney, but, you know, looking at, at it from, like, my parents' point of view, you know, I had been going to Disney my entire life. Um, now, like, my my whole family's not going with. Like, I don't have my, my uh, didn't have my cousins to now, you know, hang out with on vacation. It was just me and my sister. You know, my one cousin was my age. My other cousin was three years older. So we all, you know, were able to get along. And, you know, my one my one cousin um, that was older than me, you know, was also uh, one of my guy cousins. And it was a little different, you know. We can wrestle in the pool and you know uh, play some sports stuff that wasn't uh, necessarily possible uh, with a younger sister. So it was a different vacation, you know. Two thousand five. Now Disney kind of changed too. Like Disney, 
Uh, you can tell just by this video, this audio you're about to hear. Disney definitely was trying to be hipper and cooler and like more relevant with kids and teenagers and um, you know whatever was hot like in the in the, you know pop culture and um, you know there wasn't really social media yet, but it had to be cool online. Uh, so you hear that in the audio. But 2005, like when I think 2005 Disney, I'm I think. Um, the Hollywood studio stunt show. I feel like that opened around that time. Um, that's right around the same time as Stitch's Great Escape and the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, Animal Kingdom is a half-day park, uh, unfortunately, at that time. And I want to say, like, Expedition Everest, like, opened... It was either late 2005 or 2006. So, like, that coaster wasn't even there. So, like, I didn't really enjoy going to Animal Kingdom. I know we wa- we just heard the commercial for the preview of Animal Kingdom, and here we are in, you know, 2005 as a cool 15-year-old. Like, that didn't really have any interest. I just wanted to go to Magic Kingdom and uh, Hollywood Studios. Even Epcot back then, you know, you had uh, Test Track, but, you know, Mission Space, it, not sure if it was open yet. If it was, like probably too intense for me at 15 um but yeah uh 2005 uh disney planning video check it out literally a can't miss piece of disney entertainment and it's one of my favorite ways for large groups to reunite at the end of their day like us you know whether you're coming here as a couple or a family or a big group, the Walt Disney World Resort has a restaurant to fit any appetite and budget. Sushi, steak, seafood, innovative California-style cuisine, and everything in between. Disney prides itself on its restaurants, as well they should. The food is phenomenal, and the service, outstanding. <laughs> When you stay at a Disney Resort, you get lots of great options for eating right in your hotel. If you want to explore any other resort, no problem. Just hop on a boat, monorail, or motor coach and go anywhere on the Walt Disney World property you want. See, because if you stay in a select Walt Disney World Resort hotel, you get all kinds of great benefits. And one of the great ones is convenient transportation all over the resort, anywhere you want to go. Just walk outside your hotel room, hop aboard, and you're there. You want to come back? Just get back on. Come back for a swim, grab a bite to eat, or relax. You want to go back at night for some fireworks? No problem. Just hop on, and you are there. Pretty simple and very cool. Welcome to the Disney Studios. This is one big playground. This is living. Going out the Let's go, dudes. Disney Studios is the place where show business takes center stage. <laughs> this place is sweet. Yeah? From Broadway style musicals and kid friendly shows to hair raising thrill rides. <laughs> and of course, a big 
tube of action, which is exactly what they put together at the Disney Studios for the happiest celebration on Earth. It's a little treat raced in from Disneyland Resort Paris. It's called Light Motors Action Extreme Sun Show. It's an all-out octane-fueled tire, squealing flames, bursting, motorcycles flying, cars nearly missing in your face. Action Blowout Sun Show. And you'll even get a backstage look at how Hollywood makes it all happen. You constantly I, ruin everything that I, I want to do. I ruin everything for you. Do you you ruin everything. I do not. Let's go ride something. All right. You want to go with us? Uh, oh, come on. Take them, honey. Well, come okay. on. I mean, come on. Let's go. You want to go. go. I loves me some thrill rides at this park. Two little lovers here. And the hurl factor just about redlines on these things. And I could back that up, too. Hey, remember my little tip? Well, this is the perfect place to play the fast pass and singles lines combo. Fast pass, do it. Primo Supremo. I just picked up my fast pass ticket for Rock and Roller Coaster star in Aerosmith. And now I'm gonna go hit a little 13-story gravity bomb called the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Come on, let's go. Okay, this is it. Nice little building, right? This puppy's M.O. is faster than the speed of gravity. That's, that's not gonna happen. Definitely got some hurl factor to it. It takes you 13 stories up and then drops you like a sack of potatoes with an anvil tied to it. Man, I'm getting pumped just talking about it. We're going down. All right, now I know there's a lot to take in on uh on this one you could definitely hear right away the difference between the 1996 uh video and this one like disney is trying so hard to be cool and hip like you could just hear it with all the sound effects and the music and like the just the way the actors are talking and interacting um you can check it out on youtube there, this one's up there too uh, first, they, they you know they they're kind of talking about uh, the disney restaurants i put that in there because you know, if you watch some of the earlier ones, they'll maybe, they'll, you know, they'll mention some, uh, some of the restaurants, some of the food. But here in, you know, 2005, they're really trying to promote the fact that they have world-renowned restaurants. Like, they're appealing to, you know, not only kids and teenagers, but, hey, adults, like, take your teenagers there. You can drop them off of the park. Maybe have, like, a nice sit-down meal at, like, a steakhouse. So they're kind of promoting, hey, we have more than just, you know, theme park food here. Um... You hear them also talk about Disney transportation and, you know, staying in how, you know, staying at a Disney resort gives you all these perks, which here we are in 2022. And uh, I would argue that there really aren't many perks left. Yes, you get free transportation um, to the parks from your hotel. But, like, I'm using air quotes to say free because technically nowadays, like, all the Disney resorts, I could be wrong, but I think all the Disney resorts have uh, resort fees. And part of that resort fee, you know, covers transportation. So, technically, you're not paying extra for the transportation, but it's I kind of already roll into your hotel price. And that's why the hotels are so expensive. Uh, but they talk about how you can take the monorail, you can take a boat, you can take a bus to get wherever you're going. Um, it's actually really not that simple. It wasn't really that simple in 2005 either. Like if you wanted to go eat, you know, at the Grand Floridian and you're staying at, um, you know, you're staying at, let's say all-star, you just, you can't take a bus from the all-star, you know, to Grand Floridian. I wish there was more of a kind of resort 
um, tram or, or shuttle or something. You know, and then they also talk uh, at the end there when the one person's at uh, Hollywood Studios, or I'm sorry, at this point, they're calling it just Disney Studios. This is when MGM Studios is no more. They lost, or they didn't lose the rights. They didn't re, um, like renew their rights to use the name MGM. Uh, they hadn't officially named it Hollywood Studios yet, so it was just called the, the Disney Studios, uh, which is weird because it wasn't a working studio anymore either. But um, And they talk about the Lights, Motors, Action stunt show. That was new. You know, for me and my family, we were, we loved it because we were a car family. We, uh, my family owned, you know, uh, um, body shops and uh, my dad was a mechanic. So when they have a stunt show with cars and motorcycles and explosions, yeah, we were pretty excited for it. Um, especially like the first time we saw it. I think we were kind of blown away about how they did it, how they designed all the cars. It was uh, definitely a lot of fun to see that. But, you know, they're at Hollywood Studios and the actor is talking about the Fast Pass single rider combo. Now that was clutch. Anyone who went to Disney around that time knows what he's talking about, where you get a Fast Pass, then you get in, into the single rider line. And sometimes by the time you were done riding, you know, single rider, it was time to use your fast pass and you could go on rock and roller coaster like twice within like an hour span or so. So that was, uh, that was the move back then. It's just interesting to hear, um, you know, hear them talk about like fast pass and the Disney studios. And, uh, that was definitely, um, definitely a, uh, a clutch move back in the day. And as I mentioned earlier, along with the, uh, the yearly Disney, you know, planning videos you would get from Disney, they also had the Disney planning books, the travel guides that you would find at, uh, you know, pretty much any bookstore back in the day. I know those are kind of hard to find nowadays, but, you know, the big ones are like Barnes and Noble and, and Borders. You would go and uh, usually there was like two different, um, you know, two different brands. I, I know one of them is Burn Bombs um, and the other one, you know, I don't remember, um, but Burn Bombs every year, it would be like, you know, travel guide, Walt Disney World, 1999. 2000, 2001, and they would just, you know, release a new copy every single year. And that one, you know, the books, I feel like were mostly just for first time visitors. You know, like I said, we had one or two of the books like back in the nineties and, you know, it was probably around the time that they were opening up like, um, animal kingdom. I would imagine, you know, maybe like my mom got one, uh, before we went, like when the kids were a little older, you know, when we went to like MGM Studios for the first time, because, you know, we have family like pictures and videos, home movies of our first couple Disney vacations. And literally everything is only of Magic Kingdom and Epcot. You know, MGM Studios opened in 1989 and uh, we have like video and, f and photos and stuff from like 1992, 1994, 95. And you don't really see any um, MGM Studios, but you know, like I said, the books, you know, great for first time visitors. Um, they go into a lot more detail than, you know, these, these travel videos. The videos are more just like a, a commercial to kind of give you a taste of what they have. The books, you could dive into everything and they, for the most part, would break down everything. Prices, um, you know, park hours, park maps, they would include everything like that. Um, I know most of them too would literally break down every single attraction, every single restaurant, every single quick service, every hotel, literally every aspect of Walt Disney World was broken down, you know, by these books. And that's the reason why, um, as I, you know, I'm an adult with 
adult money, yeah, I like to kind of splurge and uh, maybe collect some of those old Disney travel books. You know, I have some from 92 because that was my first visit. I have 96. I have uh, 2000. I have 2004. I have 2008. I've kind of collected them. I just kind of like looking at them and, um, you know, seeing what was new in that year. I like reading about extinct attractions. Um, that was always kind of cool to me, especially like those early books, like in the 90s and stuff. I like kind of reading about, um, you know, attractions that I was either too young enough to not experience or I don't remember. So it's kind of cool to see that. It's kind of cool to see, you know, how much it costs to get into the Magic Kingdom, how much it costs for like a four-day pass, how much the hotel rates were, you know, stuff like that. So as I've gotten older, I kind of like to collect those and they still make those books, believe it or not. You can go, you know, if you can find it, you know, that's the hard part is finding a bookstore or whoever sells them. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon now, but um, finding those books now would, um, you know, I I would have uh, pretty much no reason to buy one of those books unless I was like writing a, a research paper, or writing a book of my own, I would use it as a reference. But I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Just wanted to kind of talk about those old Disney planning videos and uh, basically because I, I hope you guys have some of the same memories that I do. The excitement, the curiosity when you would get that in the mail, pop it into the VCR or pop it into the DVD player. And, um, you know, it kind of relates to my episode a few weeks ago where I talk about planning a Disney vacation. That would like help build the excitement that would help build towards your trip. I would sometimes watch one of those like, you know, within like the month or few weeks before we left just to kind of, you know, get my Disney fix. I didn't have YouTube. I didn't have, you know, Twitter to kind of or Instagram to like, you know, get these Disney videos and pictures like whenever I wanted. You know, I had to use like the, the Disney planning videos. So it was fun, fun to kind of go back down uh, memory lane and uh, kind of watch these videos. Hopefully you guys can uh, hop on hop on YouTube and, and look them up so you can see what you just listened to. But um, this was a fun one. Thanks, guys, as always, for coming and listening. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. You can find me on TikTok, YouTube, trying to grow all that. Uh, if you can, too, hit that subscribe button. That helps me out uh, and leave a rating and a review. I could really use a, a new review, some bonus points to whoever writes me the next review. You'll get a shout-out and a uh, virtual high-five. That's all I got, guys. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good weekend whenever you're listening to this. Hope everything is going good. And always remember, it all started with a mouse.